Good morning, Nachum. Good moed, everybody. And here we are, Baruch Hashem, once again. Erev Yom Tov. Erev Shvi Shel Pesach and Achron Shel Pesach. First of all, let me remind everybody of the obligation of making today an Erev Tavshilin. An Erev Tavshilin literally means to allow us to cook on Yom Tov, which is tomorrow, Friday, for Shabbos. The halacha says, as we read in Parshas Bo, for Parshas HaChodesh, that you are permitted on Yom Tov Ach, Asher Yeyochel Lechol Nefesh, food preparation, cooking is permissible on Yom Tov. But we're only allowed to cook on Yom Tov for that day. We're not permitted to cook on Yom Tov for the next day. Now what if the next day is Shabbos? So there's a fascinating discussion in the Gemara Beitzah, in the second Perek, as to perhaps maybe we should be able to cook on Yom Tov for Shabbos without doing anything, because after all, Shabbos is of a higher Kedusha. But this is rejected by the Gemara, and the Gemara says that we make an Erev Tavshilin, which means we designate a piece of bread, in this case here, the bread is matzah. On Adiyam Tovim, we could we do use a challah, and, which is a baked food and a cooked food. Uh, traditionally, many people use the hard-boiled egg because it could stay without refrigeration. Uh, we today, who Baruch Hashem, are blessed with refrigeration, can upgrade it to either a piece of fish or a piece of meat, or if you'd like to go with that tradition, hard-boiled egg, that's fine. The bottom line is that we put this aside uh, this afternoon, and we recite a, bless, a blessing, a bracha, al mitzvahs eruv, and a recitation that with this eruv, with this matzah, and cooked food. This in a, this is the beginning of our cooking for Shabbos. And so on Friday afternoon, we can put up the chant and do other things that we need to prepare for uh, Shabbos. Traditionally, the Erev Tavshilin is eaten at Shalosh Su'udos, Shalashudas, this coming Shabbos. Okay, regarding this uh, coming Yom Tov. So, again, let's just remember the Gemara in Sukkah teaches us that there is no Shechianu for the last days of Sukkos, of Pesach, unlike Sukkos, which does have where each day was a Yom Tov by itself, a different Karban, since the Karban of Cholamoed and the last days of of Pesach is the same. There's no new Kedusha in that regard, and therefore no Shechianu is recited when we light candles tonight, nor in Kiddush for the last days. Okay, the Torah tells us in Parshas Re'eh, which we're going to read on Shabbos, so at the end of the first paragraph of the Yom Tovim, the Torah says, 
וביום השביעי, says Rav Hirsch, to gather together one's thoughts and the lessons that we have learned over the Yom Tov, over Pesach, and to clarify them, to leave the Yom Tov with a clear message. And that's what I'd like to uh, do with you uh, this morning. Just let me make one or two other observations before we get started. And that is, interestingly, because of the way the calendar worked out, we did not have the Haftorah, this Pesach, uh, coming from the Novi Yecheskel and his famous Haftorah of the Atzamos Hayeveshos, literally uh, the Valley of the Dry Bones, and his bringing the dry bones to life, which is number one, a uh, reference to Tchias Hamesim, which we believe is going to happen, please God, once again on Pesach. As we concluded the Pesach Seder, the um, with the Geula Ha'asida, focusing on the future redemption, the Haftorah on the last day is once again focusing on coming from the Navi Yeshaya Mirz Hashem, the coming of Moshiach. Okay, now um, just understand that Mirz Hashem. Why is it tomorrow a Yom Tov? So the Sapurno writes on that Pasuk in Pashas Re'eh, B'yom HaShvi Atzeres, why? Shoru lo Shira, we were called to service of Hashem. We sang the Shira when we were saved by Hashem miraculously at the shores of the Yamsuf. L'fichach niktash Oso Hayom. That's why this day was endowed with sanctity and kedusha. There's the prohibition of Isur Malacha on Shvi Shal Pesach, uh, and that the source of the Yom Tov is the miraculous deliverance at the Yamsuf. The privilege we have tomorrow on uh, Friday to read of the miraculous deliverance and the Shira that Am Yisrael sang at the Yamsuf. Okay, I recommend that you prepare by finding the right source, printing out, bringing it to the table for tonight, that you can actually discuss the many, many miracles that took place at the splitting of the Red Sea, and especially share this with the younger generation, a beautiful continuation of the Gadatola Bincha as to what happened at the culmination of Yitzias Mitzrayim. I'd like to share with you this morning an interesting thought from a Rav, Rav Tzvi Dov Kanatapsky, Zechrona Levracha, 
who was the rub of my family when we lived in Crown Heights. He was the rub of the young Israel of Eastern Parkway. He was a Talmud of Rav Salavechik, Zechat Sadik Levracha, and there is a volume that was published, printed by uh, David Zamek, called Rejoice in Your Festivals, and this comes from one of his drushos that he happened to give on April the 24th, 1948, but its message is timeless. He cites a very interesting medrash, the Yalkut Reuveni, whereby the term Mazos is found no less than three times in the experience of the Exodus Itzias Mitzrayim. The first time that we have this expression and question of Mazos, which means what is this, is found by the Tam, one of the, the third of the Arba Bonim, the Tam asks Mazos, what is this? Okay, and what we answer him that HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim. Good. Now, the second time that we find Mazos is Paro. At the beginning of Parshas B'Shalach that we read tomorrow, uh-oh, Paro says to his servants, Mazos Osinu, what have we done? Chapter 14, verse 5, Mazos Osinu, what have we done? Kishilachnu is B'nai Yisrael me'yavdeinu, that we freed B'nai Yisrael, meaning that in his mind, he remembered that B'nai Yisrael said, let us go for three days. Okay, they haven't come back. Let's go after them. And finally, we find that same term of uh, Mazos when, unfortunately, B'nai Yisrael themselves, when they see Mitzrayim running after them, so what do they say? Oh, my goodness. They say to Moshe, what have you done? Mazos Asisa Lanu, what have you done to us? So we have the term Mazos three times by the Tam, by Paro, and by Bnei Yisrael themselves. What might be some connection between the two, or three rather? So the Yalkut Ruveni continues and says that there is a connection. And Ubahem, and through this Nirmaz, we have a hint to the Sod, the secret of Mivaser Golos into the final redemption. Now, what's going on here? So, Kanatavsky Zechrono Levracha points out that by definition, we are celebrating, as we've been saying and will continue to say, in the Yaleviyavo, right? We say that this is Chagamatzos Zaman Cheruseinu, our holiday of freedom. What is freedom? And he says so beautifully, 
that freedom is not simply to be released as a slave. For a people, and I quote, to survive for an extended period of time, it must have a higher purpose. It must have some positive objective to sustain its existence. A people continues to exist, to progress and shape its future on the foundation foundation of a philosophy that is inherently positive. A people cannot continue to exist on a philosophy that's essentially negative, that we were, quote, freed from servitude. Ah, so therefore, the Torah has formulated freedom for us, not simply that we are not being persecuted, but rather, as we are taught, Chorus al haluchos. When the Torah describes later on in Kisisa the the shnei luchos habris, the two tablets that are brought down from Sinai, that ein lecha ben chorin, who is the true free man, the one that is involved in the luchos, the one that is with Torah, the one that has a purpose in life. If a person unfortunately is involved and is a slave to material and animalistic passions, this is not freedom. This is avdus. However, if I am a slave to the law of Hashem, this is cheros. Now listen carefully. If you remember, if not, it's found right at the end of Bahar. The Torah says, the last pasuk, in chapter 25, in uh, Vayikra, the last pasuk, pasuk Nunhei, the Torah says, God says, Kili b'nei Yisrael avodim. There's no other way to translate that. For b'nei Yisrael are servants to me. Li b'nei Yisrael avodim. Avodayim. They are my servants. Asherot seisio som meyeris Mitzrayim. Who, what, took them out of Egypt. The idea is we must understand and realize that there was an exchange of servitude. We're no longer avodim to paro. We are now avodim to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Ah, that makes all the difference in the world. Avodim to paro, that is servitude. Avodim to Hakadosh Baruch Hu is free with a purpose, free with a mission. And so, if you look in the context at the end of Parshas Bo, when does the Tam say Mazos after Kadeshli Kobuchor, after God has given meaning and purpose and said, Note the firstborn are endowed with holiness, firstborn of a male, firstborn of the animals are endowed with holiness. So the Tam at the end of that chapter is asking Mazos. What is this? Meaning, he doesn't realize that there's more to freedom than just not being a slave. And that's what the Torah is teaching us. Tell him that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. It's all bound up with God. And the Egyptians, they too 
should have realized when after all, throughout the Makos, what are we told as a refrain? V'yodu Mitzrayim k'ani Hashem. The people of Egypt as well were to know and recognize from the plagues that there is a God in this world and that they too should have exchanged their lifestyle from the bondage of passion, from the bond of the possessions, from the bondage of their selfish interests, that they too should have accepted the Zion mitzvos b'nei Noach and lived under HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, after all, they saw etzba elokimi, but unfortunately, so that was the mazos of Mitzrayim, that they hadn't learned the lesson. They said, oh, we should have gone to Baal's phone within the context over there. And finally, when uh, they say to Moshe, oy, 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 mazos, look what, you, what you've done. They couldn't appreciate at that moment yet. They had not yet gone through the Yam. And therefore, they couldn't realize that there's more to life. The best was yet to come. Ah, they go through the Amsov, Zakeli Vyamveyu, they see God, they can point to him, they realize that there is now much more to life than simply not being an Evid. What must we take away from the Yontov of Pesach? We take away from the Yontov of Pesach, Ashrenu, Matov Chalkenu. What a privilege it is to be an Evid Hashem. If that's what we leave, uh, if that's what we get from the Yom Tov of Pesach, ah, then our counting of the Omer each night is so much more meaningful. We're looking forward to the Yom Tov of Shavuos. We're looking forward to the ultimate culmination of Pesach. We're well on our way. And so I take this opportunity, number one, to wish everyone a most meaningful last days of the Yom Tov. Let's celebrate that we, just like we left Egypt, we crossed the Yamsov. Zekeli, each and every one of us, is to have a personal relationship with our Kodesh Baruch Hu. Thank you, Hashem, for getting me through all the different crises the Yamsov then, and all the personal ones in each and every one of our lives. And forgive me for not mentioning, but let me just remind everybody that there is the law of Chomes, She'ovar, Olav HaPesach, and so, which means that Chomes that was owned by a Jew should not be benefited from after Pesach if it was not properly uh, sold and it was in the possession of a Jew so therefore purchase your chametz after Pesach and I urge everybody to support their local Jewish stores the local Jewish providers for us of kashras all year long buy from these stores and that we have these wonderful services. And let us conclude the holiday with the pride of who we are, Avodim of Hashem. Good Yom Tov and good Shabbos to all.